Hi, welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we talk about faith and lifestyle for young Christian women. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor. Here, you'll find conversations around the Bible, stories and testimonies from guests, and encouragement for your walk with the Lord. Before we get started, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome, guys, to this episode of the Strength and Dignity podcast. I'm here with my friend, Stasia. Hi, Stasia. Hello. (laughs) Coming all the way from Florida, right? Yes, yes. Central Florida, right near the Disney World. (laughs) Oh, so lucky. I'm always so jealous. I had the opportunity to go to Florida last year with a friend of mine, and we got to head on down and visit Stasia for a little bit. So that was super fun. Oh, Um, I love it. Jealous of your weather. Yes, super fun. Okay, so Stasia is one of the authors of the Strength and Dignity Bible Study. I had the honor of working with her. She's an amazing writer. She's an amazing friend. I'm so happy that I got to have her work in my book. So I wanted you guys to get a chance to kind of get to know her a little bit, get to know her thought process behind writing the fearless chapter and um, just kind of a bit of her story. But I thought first we could dive into how we met because it's a fun story. Oh, yes. Tell me. It's cute. Yeah, so um, I've mentioned it here and there. I don't know how many people have heard of this, but I I went to Israel um, by myself. Growing up, I went to Israel a lot with my family, but this was my first trip by myself. Um, I was living with an Orthodox family, super out of my comfort zone, going to school to learn Hebrew, and I decided to volunteer at a nonprofit in Jerusalem. Um, they had an event for like like a big like tour event where people from all over the world were coming um, to tour Israel. And then they had a conference at the end and it was super duper cool. But um, I was told I was going to be working with the social media girl <laughs> and being her kind of assistant. And so and that was Stasia. So that was such a fun connection. So why don't you talk about what brought you there or yeah. just a quick. Yeah. Yeah. So I first went to Israel when I was like 19 on a missions trip Uh, and then fast forward 10 years and I was back in Israel doing social media for this tour and conference and it was just for the summers for a short little three-month stint and so I got to meet so many new people through this organization Um, I knew a couple of them already but it just was it was so neat to be able to work with you um and gosh, we had so much fun. We, we had a little so photo shoot fun. toward the end of the summer. Yeah. Our little... <laughs> Anyone that follows me on Instagram has probably seen a couple of those pictures. Oh, yeah. I still post them. I feel like I look very similar. My hair is different. But other than that, I look similar. So I feel like I can keep reusing them. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe they've expired. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Even if they did expire, you can always be like throwback. Throwback to yeah. the time. And people won't even yes. know about it. <laughs> it was so fun. We did one that was like, we were taking pictures. There was a really cool blue door um, yes. next to a jewelry store. And the pictures turned out great. But this owner of this jewelry store came out and he was like, oh, are you a model? Are you a photographer? He was like, so I need someone it. to model my jewelry. <laughs> and he was just like, he was on the phone watching us take the pictures and was like, yeah, I have a girl here. She could probably take pictures for us. And we were like, no, no, we no, can't. Sir. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> Those Israelis are so pushy. I know. It was so funny. But that was a cute door. That was it. Honestly, those are my favorite photos of you. So. Oh, yeah. That was so fun. And then we did one on the train. And this old man was like, do you know she's taking pictures of you? Do you need like, are are you okay with that? Are you okay? You know know what? Yeah, it's fine. I did not know that that man said that to you. (laughs) 
until just now. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I was I was trying to act normal because you were taking the pictures of me. So I was trying to just stand there and smile. And so I was like, yes, I know. Like without looking at him. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so oh, funny. But... I had no idea. that's hilarious between that and the conference we had a super fun time and stasia has a blog so i knew she's an amazing writer and then we had a few conversations and i just thought man i would love for her to be a part of this book and i kind of sent an email of all of the categories of um the different chapters that people like the titles i had the characteristics all broken down and i said okay everyone pick which one you want and stage was the first one to respond and she was like i want the fearless chapter and i was like (laughs) all right let's get it this is i wasn't even wasting any time i wasn't i wasn't playing any games of like this is no (laughs) yes i'm so thankful for that i love it when someone knows exactly what they want or what they're good to write about and it's super awesome so it was it was my this might lead into one of the questions, but it was literally my word of the year. It was the year the Holy Spirit had given me That's right. for that oh my year. Gosh. And so when I saw it on the list, I said, oh, this is too wild. <laughs> <laughs> Just- I love it. That's awesome. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That's great. Yeah. So why don't you go into like a little bit of your background, your testimony, yeah. and then kind of how that led into writing the fearless chapter. Sure, sure. So um, I grew up in New England in New Hampshire. Okay. I was born in Boston, but I grew up in New Hampshire, super rural. Um, everybody like three, four towns surrounding my town all went to the same school. So it was a massive school, but a small town. And, you know, so I, I feel like the Lord really, um, I was raised in the church. He used the church as a way to help me grow um, spiritually in my young age. So I, I don't remember not going to church, honestly. Mm. Um, but right around the age of 15, I want to say maybe 14 is when I made the decision, um, to follow the Lord for myself. And I remember Mm. it being a very independent decision, um, and being like weighty for me and, and very important for me at at that age, I was at a, a youth, like a summer camp, like a AG summer yeah. camp. So it, yeah. it was really, mm-hmm, and it just kind of started my journey, um, started my journey with the Lord. So uh, my father passed away when I was um, 12. And oh, prior man. to that, my mother and my father were divorced. So I don't even, I have like maybe one or two memories of them actually married outside of that. Hmm. Um raised by a single mother. And so it was especially difficult after my father had passed because when you're a daughter and your, your dad's passed away, you kind of feel like this, well, who's going to protect me? Or, well, who's mm. going to take care of me? Well, what's going to happen? Who's going to provide for me in, like, in, in this sort of way? And wow. immediately, I mean, the Holy Spirit just spoke, spoke to me almost audibly. And this is when I was 12. So this is even before I made the decision to follow Christ wow. for myself. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment and said, I, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. Oof. I will. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me so emotional even like right now, but yeah, it's a powerful truth. And I feel like I can't tell my testimony without saying that specific moment on the floor in my mm-hmm. little bedroom at 12, because that really set me up to take so many risks 
and to feel like I can trust fall in every area of my life because I know that the Holy Spirit promised me that he would protect me, he would provide for me, he would be there for me like a father would a daughter. So, I mean, fast forward to, you know, being raised by a single mother. um, I have an older brother and an older sister. Uh, I was 17 and ready to get out, ready to launch on my own. I wanted to be far enough. This is terrible, (laughs) but it's true. Far enough from my immediate family to where I really could be independent and like I could leave home and make my own little way and so terrified I was like it was it was scary but I did it anyway and I just took a bunch of risks when got college and like had no money I mean no money and again it's one of those things where the Lord was like I'm gonna provide for you I'm gonna be there for you and every single turn he was he was and so wow you know, now I'm 30 now at the time of this podcast. And <laughs> I can honestly say in every area of my life, when I'm afraid, but I know I need to take the next step. And I really, truly rely on the Lord to be there for me and with me. And I I don't seek like that, um, that, human logic I don't know if that makes sense I think sometimes it's easy to want to make rational decisions based on the things that we can see touch feel know Mm -hmm. but I think choosing a life of faith and a life of belief is choosing a fearless life like you it's so easy for us to say oh I don't understand it or I don't know how this is going to turn out so I'm not even going to try And I think in my life, I've really tried to take the posture of, I don't understand it. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know that the Lord has my back and I believe that he wants the best for me. And I believe that he'll be there for me no matter what. So really, I think that's kind of how my, my journey and my testimony has woven into where I am now currently in life. And then why this chapter was just so... It was so timely. It was my word of the year. The Lord's really, I mean, 20, 2019 was quite a year for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a year full of, yeah. full of ups and downs, but God is good. And I'm still here. Wow. And he's still faithful. That's awesome. I love that. One of the phrases popped into my mind, I don't know if I heard this or if it's in your chapter or what, but that God meets us in the unknown, that Mm. that is a place where like you and him get to just have like your time together because nothing else is certain but him. And so so that's a time where like you're, you can really be challenged to step out in fearlessness because you have so much faith in him and that he is trustworthy. He's worthy of your faith. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah. That's so cool spot on that unknown and that unknown is terrifying without him yeah yeah without him it's terrifying with him it's kind of fun you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I feel like he um one of the things that really when I've led this chapter with a few of my friends that I I love to hammer home is that being fearful keeps us from our calling and being fearless leads us into that calling that's so good or, or the assignment, like no matter how long or short that calling or assignment yes. could be, it could be the calling he has for your life, it could be the assignment he has for the season, whatever it is, yes. 
you 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 have to step out in fearlessness and that if you're letting fear kind of restrict you it keeps you from what he's asking of you in that moment yes and you can feel it like you can feel Mm -hmm. when you're making either of those decisions you know right I don't know if you've been in situations like that where you're like I know that this is a fear-based decision Mm -hmm. because I'm terrified of the unknown and it's it's going to it's going to stop me from taking that next step or you can tell when you're making the decision that's like I'm terrified of the unknown but I know the Lord's called me to do this and I feel like if Mm -hmm. I just take one step in that direction it'll be good like it'll all work out yeah that's how it was when I was on that Israel trip where when I met you I Israel is just, I mean, I could, I'm probably going to make a ton of podcasts just about Israel because it is so near and dear to my heart, (laughs) but like it's, it's part of my whole story. Like Israel's just kind of woven in there. And so I kind of knew I wanted a time there by myself and, um, but it sounded really scary at the same time, even though it wasn't as unknown to me as going to like a foreign country I'd never been to. It was still like, I'm used to coming here with my family. I'm used to coming with people, living with people who speak English, like all that kind of stuff. And so really challenging that. And there's also been, I mean, I'd love to hear some of your stories too. But there's also been times where I don't know if if I'm supposed to do this thing or not, but I know that if I don't, it would just be because I'm afraid. And so I take yeah. the step to figure out like, like college would be a good example of this for me. It's like, I'm kind of like back when I was graduating high school, I was kind of scared to go to college and I didn't really want to, but I didn't know maybe I'm supposed to anyways. So I kind of leaned into that a little bit. I went on a few college visits. I looked like did a lot of research. I looked like I wrote essays for applications and the whole time I was nervous, but I was taking that step forward and doors were just closing all around me. And so yeah. I was just like, okay, so I'm not supposed to do this, but I didn't want my fear to be the reason. I wanted to know that like, this isn't where God's called me into. That's the reason I'm not going to go into this. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to hear some of your stories. Yeah. I, I have this, um, this thought sometimes like I'm Lord, I think this is the way you're wanting me to go. So I'm going to try and I'm going to put my best effort. And Mm. that way, if it doesn't work out, I can honestly say, that I did my best and I did my part. It's kind of like yeah. driving in a car, you wear a seatbelt. Now you don't mm-hmm. hope that anything bad, you don't, you know, you hope that you're fine. You make it to your, but you wear the seatbelt just so you do your due diligence. Should anything occur, then mm-hmm. you've done what you can to be safe. Like you've done what you can yeah. to try, you know? So maybe that's not exactly the right analogy, but but similarly to what you just said about college and you're like, Lord, is this what you want me to do? I'm going to try. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how it was for me specifically with, with blogging and blog coaching. Mm-hmm. So I am a blogger and specifically a blog coach. I love, I'm, obs- I'm truly obsessed with this, obsessed with helping people launch their own blogs. And I think it's Mm -hmm. about so much more than like being an influencer. I actually don't think it's about that at all. I think it's about getting comfortable sharing your story and your testimony and Mm. doing it in a way that helps other people. And so, but it's kind of a crazy thing to think about. Like, oh, there are people out there that help people do this. I don't know. There was no one and still is no one in my circle doing what I'm doing. And so people thought I was crazy when I decided to take a step and do it more and more and 
hold workshops and coach clients on it. People genuinely were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But I just felt like, I felt like it was my calling. Like I felt, and I still feel like this is something the Lord has placed me here to do in this season, at least. I don't know what the next season holds, but I know like right now, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so it looked crazy. Didn't make sense to people. It wasn't logical, but I just started doing it. And I was like, Lord, I feel like this is where you're leading me. If it doesn't work out, I'll know that I tried and I won't regret trying, but it's been working out and there really is a need. And like, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And well, you just launched your like an online course for it, right? You did your actual full launch and I I went through it because I got it before it was officially launched and I loved it. Like oh I have goodness. so many notes. I was just so helpful. I remember texting you at one of them like, oh my gosh, this works. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. This is that so life-giving. <laughs> it's so encouraging. That makes me so happy because it's like, <laughs> it really does help people do the thing that oftentimes the Lord is like, I want you to tell your story. Like, I want you to yeah. share with people And the beauty about blogging is anyone around the world can find you and read it. And like, it's just a, for me, it's, it's a different type of ministry. I mean, it's Mm. just a different way to evangelize and, you know, you're almost meeting people where they're at because they're finding you because they're looking for something, you know? (laughs) So it's kind of Yeah, totally. Um, But that makes me so happy that that course was helpful for you. It it was like, you know how courses are, right? It's like all consuming. (laughs) Yeah. for a long period of time, but I'm so happy that it yeah. is actually helping. People. Yeah, for sure. And it was super thorough and you're like oh, good. super clear. I loved it. It was so good. much fun. Oh, thank so you. talk a little bit about where like your life is at right now. Like just lifestyle, you're doing your blog coach stuff, like yes. where, you're, where you're living, how the Lord brought you to that place. Yeah. So um, right now it's in the midst of this crazy COVID-19 pandemic honestly and I think it's such Mm -hmm. an interesting time for so many reasons there's so much pain around the world and people are losing their jobs they're losing their lives their friends their loved ones and they're forced to stay home Mm -hmm. uh, for good reason like to protect themselves and other people it's a unique time in that space too, because people are sitting at home thinking about the things that they've always wanted to do. They've always wanted Mm -hmm. to try. And I really think blogging is one of them because I think there is something in all of us that wants our story to be told Mm -hmm. and, and wants to be heard and seen. And so I have really tried to move through this period of time and show up online now more than I ever have. So I've been doing free workshops, freebies for people, um, payment plans for coaching, because I'm like, listen, I know it's really hard. You want to invest Mm -hmm. in yourself, but you don't have the resources like you did before. So like making it affordable for people, if not outright free. Um, Mm. And so I really feel like this is a space where as believers, we have to show up yeah. In our in the fullness of the calling God's given us in this season. Especially yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. 
I think storytelling is stories are what change the world. And so storytelling of any kind, like whether it be through blogs or books or movies or whatever it is, I think is so epic, especially when. And so I I feel like you're right. Like that's where believers need to show up the strongest because we have the greatest story to tell. Right. We have the greatest like redemption of history. We have we know exactly who the author of our lives is. And like that's where we need to show up and start like sharing our story, God's story, Jesus' story, how he's worked Amen. through us with the mm-hmm. rest of the world. And that's what's going to change hearts, right? That's, that's so, so cool. beautiful. I love that. That's so awesome. Cool. So um, what is something that God's been teaching you right now in this season? I, I know you touched on a little bit of it, but like anything just in your like quiet time with him, anything like that? Yes. Um Oh my gosh, there are so many things. I guess I'm going <laughs> to, uh, one thing that has been a theme for 2020 that he, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me at the end of 2019. So my word of the year for 2020 is, um, illuminate, mm, it illuminates. Illuminate. And I, when, when I was first praying over the word sometime in December, um, this image of uh, a match being being struck and that moment of like first getting lit you know that one mm. moment after encountering intense friction a light illuminates the dark wow you know that's awesome and so this is yeah. this is in the end i'm getting like goosebumps it's the in the end of 2019 i i have this this encounter with the Holy Spirit where I'm like, okay, this word, this word, okay, I'm meditating over it. And then the image of a sunrise comes to me and it's like Ooh. how the light, how it goes from dark to light almost instantly in it, in an instant. Yeah. And how the sun rises still to this day from first creation off of one word of God. Mm, it is whoa. the same exact way it happens now is the same exact way it happened when he spoke it into I love life. that. It's the same. That's awesome. So this 2020 has been navigating what does this word illuminate mean? For me, what does it mean for the body? What does it mean for the world? Mm. And it's slowly starting to make sense because of everything going on in the world right now, like friction, there's so much pain, there's so much hurt, there's so much unknown, there's so much, Mm -hmm. there's so much happening right now. The whole world is feeling this friction at the same time. Mm. And- Oh man, that gives me goosebumps. It's crazy, right? And in, (laughs) in this moment is when his people must illuminate his love, his light, his word. Yes. This is when we shine because the world is hopeless without the Lord. Hopeless. Hopeless. Yeah. And so it is up to us to be his hands and feet, to to do what he's called us to do in this season, no matter how shy Mm -hmm. we are, no matter how quote unquote inexperienced we are at, at sharing our story or at stepping Mm. into the unknown or starting that podcast or creating that course or, (laughs) you know, writing that blog or telling your story on that social media platform. Like now is the time. Like we, this is it. 
we sh- this is where I the Lord that. shines through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so powerful. We I started off the year at the Passion 2020 conference, which little did I know might be what the only big conference I go to this year. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when that kind of thing is going to happen again, but I mean, they had this really cool video to open it up with about how we're entering. I never been to like a big Christian like gathering like that. And it was just mind blowing in so many ways. But when they opened it up opening night. Um, like December 31st with um, this video on like saying goodbye to 20, 2019 or actually saying goodbye to the decade. It was saying goodbye to the 2010s. Right. And it was it was a great recap because it was like full of like funny pop culture reference and also like some like really meaningful stuff. It was just like, oh my gosh, I remember that. That happened like eight years ago and I know exactly what you're talking about. And then like this welcoming in of 2020 and how it was like the last time that we entered a 20s decade, it was the roaring 20s. Whoa. And how like the, the <laughs> like their word for the whole thing was roar and like how are we like gonna like roar into the next decade and I was like yeah that's awesome and then like three months in everyone's like sick and I'm just like that's not what I pictured when wow. I pictured roaring into a new yeah, decade yeah that's not what I had in mind being yeah. in my home for I'm on three weeks of quarantine right now like wow and like who knows when yeah yeah get to like leave again who knows Mm -hmm. I know and so it's just like getting comfortable and like like I one of the things that I think would be really cool of people to consider is like say this like just picture thought experiment we're we're like this for a year what do you need to change right now to make it sustainable yeah and I think like in your in your relationships in your family in your lifestyle like maybe you need to go plant a garden maybe you need to actually like invest in your relationship with your sister like things like that that I've been thinking a lot about is like this is where God has you. Like, it's not what we had pictured. It's not like that friction that we had like in mind, you know? I remember in January hearing about the virus in China and being like, oh, that sounds scary. And then here in March, someone on my street might have it. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it's like it it went all the way (laughs) from the opposite end of the world. And now I'm inside for, you know, months at a time because of that. And it's just like, that's not what I had pictured. But like, you're right. There's like this, moment after that friction and it because it makes me think wait god like take a step back what are you doing because this is like this is unheard of this, this is, is unprecedented. Un- this is old testament times sort of situation it is i feel like i'm living in a plague yeah like <laughs> a biblical plague right so what do you think like thinking about the word fearless in this season i feel like it's so applicable to so many people there, there's fear about a lot of things like even yeah. if like someone like me i'm not necessarily afraid of getting sick like I, I could get sick, but even if I do, there's a very high likelihood I would recover. Um, like, I don't have any immunity problems, and I'm yeah. young, so I, you know, I'm not necessarily afraid of that, but I live with my grandparents, yep. and so I'm afraid of bringing it to them, yes. and I'm afraid, when I, even just going into the grocery stores and seeing the empty aisles, that's an eerie feeling. It's yeah, like, it's I'm weird. living in a dystopian novel right now, like, mm-hmm. this is weird. So, like, what would you say to the people that are, like, experiencing fear in whatever capacity? They have a loved one that's sick. They're separated from their loved ones. They're just experiencing this, like, uncomfortable state of abnormal that they wish would go away. I think, um, and I I wrote about this in the book, um, fearlessness is not recklessness. Mm. I think sometimes people think being fearless is, like, doing the craziest thing and being, like, 
we'll see what happens, you know? And so for just speaking to how you are living with your parents or you, you see your grandparents frequently and it's like, you don't want to do the reckless thing and go out and not wear a mask or just go to all these different places and interact with all these different people without being smart. And so um, sometimes I think when we choose to be fearless, but we don't think about, we don't think about like how it could actually negatively impact other people. Like I wouldn't consider going to like Walmart, Starbucks, sitting in, going to the mall, going to all these places without a mask during this time, a wise decision. Now, Mm. I also wouldn't want somebody to call it a fearless decision, right? I'm being fearless. I'm going to all these places because actually I think it's reckless. Um, However, I, so I think there's like, in that regard, there's a healthy sense of like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, Mm -hmm. is this the wise thing to do? Am I prepared? Am I being smart? But if there's a part of, if there's a part of you that you are terrified and it's impacting how you are, like your self-talk, it's impacting how your belief in God, it's impacting your trust in him, it's impacting your relationships negatively. Like, I think there's a way to know when we are so consumed with fear that it's actually stopping us. It's like blocking us from so hard with the COVID-19 example. Because you want to be smart, but you're also, but you're also like for good, for good reason, you're, you're thinking through what that would look Mm -hmm. like for other people if you were to just like be reckless about it anyway. Yeah. There's things that, that God has for you in every season, whether it's like a personal growth thing, whether it's investment in your relationship with him and your relationship with your family and like something he wants you to physically learn, um, to physically start, like it's time to start that business. Like you were saying, like start that blog, start oh, that business, yes. whatever it may be. And I feel like the fear, what you're saying is like, if you're living in a place of like paralyzation because of all the negativity and the things there are to be afraid of, it's keeping you from what he could could have, the the silver lining he actually could have for yes. you right now. Absolutely. Yes. You said that so great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I you got you. So well. I got what you're saying. You got <laughs> I <hear> you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stasia. This has been so encouraging and so helpful and refreshing, honestly, to just hear like someone else's opinion, how someone else is processing this. Um, You have so much to bring to the table. And I am like super thankful for your investment in your time that you put into my work and that you're putting into other people's works and telling other people's stories. I think that is so noble and so epic. So thank you so much much for what you do. Of course, of course. And um, (laughs) I should probably mention that whenever this podcast episode comes out, I will be doing a giveaway on my social media accounts and on my blog. So if you're interested in your own copy of Strength and Dignity, (laughs) which you can see it, cool, um, (laughs) then we'll let you know. We'll let you know more about it. Yeah. Tell us what's your, what's your Instagram? What's your blog? Where can people find you? Oh, yes. So my Instagram is at Anastasia, R-J-D. So A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A-R-J-D. And um, you can find me on stasiarose.com, 
It's my current blog, stasiarose.com. Awesome. And is your course that we talked about, if someone's interested in that, can they still sign up or is that like an open cart, closed cart thing? The course is going to be evergreen. So it'll always be open. Um, there are some times where I'll, I'll teach the course in person, like a, like a virtual live sort of teaching the course. So that'll be kind of open, mm-hmm. closed cart. Just really depends on um, the learning style and the, the time of whoever is interested in taking it. But I also have a mastermind as well, which is three months. Oh, awesome. So can people find all that on your blog too? They can. um, And also on Instagram, Perennial Brand Co. It's the name of the kind of blogging, coaching workshop arm of what I do. Um, Perennial, P-E-R-E-N-N-I-A-L brand dot co. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so good. And I will I hope that everyone listening got something out of this. If you did head over to Stasia, give her a follow, send her a message and how this encouraged you today. And that would be super encouraging for any of us to hear. Yes. Yes. Come on. Come (laughs) on over. We'd love to see you. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strength and Dignity. We have lots of content over on our website with strengthanddignity.com, including our Bible study. This study is what started everything, so make sure you head over to the website to check it all out. It's a book that walks you through 10 characteristics in Proverbs 31 and how they might apply to you no matter what season you're in. We also talk about God's character and how we can better understand and reflect it to others. The book also comes with a free video series and leader guide if you want to go through it with a group. That's at withstrengthanddignity.com.